It's music from an album from the Public Quartet called What is American, one of my favorite albums of the year. We heard the first movement of a piece called Dig the Say by composer Vijay Iyer. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. This is the best albums of 2022. And uh, all of us, all four of us here at Relevant Tones, myself, Austin Williams, Matt Dosland, and Stephen Anthony Rawson will be sharing with you some of our very favorite music that was released this year, music that we haven't already featured on the podcast. This is always a really fun way to, uh, to end the year. So first, we're going to hear from Austin and Matt, and then from Stephen Anthony Rawson, and then I'm going to play the rest of this piece by Vijay Iyer. I think it's a fantastic piece for a string quartet, and I love that album, What is American, by the, by the public quartet in general. So without further ado... Here are Austin and Matt. Here we are. It's the end of the year. Yay, we made it. We <laughs> did it. <laughs> Another year closer to death. How are you, Austin? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm right. uh I'm getting there. We're we're getting yeah. through it, but um it's it's that it's time of time. year to reflect and uh think about what we have done and what we haven't done and uh yeah Make changes that's uh, yeah it's a busy time it's, yeah it's a busy busy time for all musicians i think but not too busy to talk about music that impacted this this year huh absolutely <laughs> let's let's do so which one do you want to start with yours or mine we can do yours first also right. for the listeners who may be unfamiliar i am austin oh yeah and i'm matt and we both are hosts on this podcast, Relevant Tones. Uh, and it is, as we said before, that time of year where we uh, get to talk about music that has impacted us and uh, stuff that otherwise. So um, uh, Matt and I uh, are going to go down uh, 
not a list. That's not a good list. No, we're, we're going to talk about two albums, gonna, and I'm going to mention one other one very briefly. There you go. Yeah. So, and these are, I guess, it's it's hard for me to call it like an album of the year because yeah. I, I I don't have like I honestly it was kind of not random by any means, but like it was kind of a toss up between this and like five other albums. So. Here we go, you know. <laughs> it it always is. This is just like this is the album that I'm most obsessed with right now that I don't think other people are talking about. That's that's what I'm <laughs> that's yeah. that's all I'm doing here. I'm not yeah. I'm not like this is the best album of the year. For sure. I am not the Grammys. I can't decide something like that. And who's to say they can? Uh <laughs> There's a hint of sarcasm there. Uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's start with you, man. Show what, what yeah. do we got? What are we listening to? All right. So uh, he, here's the thing. I'm going to say one. There, there is an album that is not going to be my like end yeah. of year album. Yeah, yeah. But it is one that I listen to a lot throughout the year and that I have already mentioned on this podcast, I mm-hmm. think. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Sophia, y- Sophia Yanni's uh, Music as a Mirror, I mm-hmm. think it's a great album. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard it yet, go listen to it. I like it. You should like it, too. For sure. Um, Is there a particular just, track on there that you can think of? It's there's no a string deal. quartet on okay. it that is amazing, that mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of. Awesome. So Okay. That that's that's what I would say. Yeah, I've already talked about it. There's an episode out there. I think. Of, like, I think it was the last time we did. Uh, we did like an on the radar episode, and that I think that came yeah. up actually. So for sure. Yeah. Cool. I just want to like put that one out there because that that's like one of, if not my favorite album of the year. But we've already talked about it. Yeah. Yep. So another one that's like that I am really really enjoying and that I really like is an album called A Thousand Butterflies by Aftab Darvishi. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I do apologize. Um, yeah. I I just really enjoy this album. Um, I don't yeah. know how much you've had a chance to listen to this. I listened to I... the the first track because you uh, spoiled it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt sent me. He's like, here it is. Uh, in an unsurprising turn of events, the first piece uh, features a cello. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a cello piece for the opening. Yeah, um, it's it's lovely. No, it really is cool. Um, yeah, so I checked out that track, and then I checked out the self titled track on the album too. Uh, just because I, I was like, I figured if I only have time to listen to a couple, that's probably yeah a good a good synopsis. Um, and if I sent this to you more than like three four hours in advance, maybe you could have listened to the whole thing. <laughs> here we are. Um, no, so what I really like about this album in particular is the use of like uh, kind of almost in a sense creating what feels like space. Mm. on each track like there's this really nice sense of um like vastness to the sound and it creates kind of this um depth now that's not because it's like overproduced that's not because there's a ton of sound it's kind of i would say almost in the sense of like the way that like ennio morricone makes like creates scale or what uh just like the use of like solo lines and like gradual weaving of other textures yeah um yeah that's what i really enjoy about this album and that kind of plays into the the title too a thousand butterflies right i got i especially in the title um piece of the of the album there's like Mm -hmm. a lot of counterpoint and independent lines that were kind of weaving in and out and um 
exactly what you said, um, creating depth and density through that rather than, you know, just volume.
I think a kind of ubiquitous thing that I've noticed in the um, music that I've been learning about and people I've been interviewing this year who have new albums and stuff like that, um, even if it's mostly acoustic music, there's, I think a lot of, and this is not to say it's like overproduced, like you mentioned earlier, but there are a lot of advances in like production of classical music that's like Mm -hmm. really allowing people to get into the nitty gritty of like their sound and people are experimenting with like mic placements and stuff like that. And then, I mean, and again, it's like, I don't think that's overproducing or like creating an artificial um, product because you're, what you're really doing is just emphasizing different aspects of like an Mm -hmm. already established sound. So um, yeah, absolutely. And like that you're, you're finding like finer and finer details to adjust Mm -hmm. almost because it's not just like, Okay, set the set the mic down in front of the person and have them do the thing. Right. There's there's more post production. There's more, you know. It's like, uh, well, it, it's the same thing that happened a lot in uh, like Bernstein and like Carrie Ann recordings, mm-hmm. where they're chopping up stuff and they're adjusting dynamics and right. they're doing all these things to like, yeah, you know, because you could. And right. now composers seem to be finding more and more of those things that are like, oh, I can do this and. Right in the studio, or like this is an option, and you can change stuff. And, and it's, I think it's, it's the, amazing. The, the it's the accessibility or the how easy it is um, mm-hmm. with the, just the advancement of recording technology these days. Again, like I don't think it makes it a less authentic um, piece of art because um, a lot of times it's the composer themselves working, you know, closely with the producer or producing it themselves to like kind of enhance or otherwise, you know. So yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's some great insight into this album. Um, it's on her band camp, um, aftab, uh, dervishi.bandcamp.com. Um, it seems to be her only album on here. She might have a few singles or something. I think, I think this might be be her only full album, but I'm not, she's done a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, she is, uh, still, I think only thirty-five years old. Yeah. Um, from Tehran. Yeah. Um, so definitely someone to watch out for and someone to like. Just this is an incredible album, I think. So yeah. yeah. If this indicates anything of her future, remember this name and and keep it keep a tab on her. Well, moving right along. Um, my God, I. <sighs> I have honorable mentions and honestly I'm going to I'm going to admit that I haven't been listening to I've been listening to way more like metal and hardcore than I have like classical oh, sure. music this year. But we listen what to, like we listen to what we listen to. So um I think and we we've done an episode on this but um Sandbox Percussions uh new album shoot what's it called? It's um uh bath symmetry there you go um we did an episode on it and it is awesome um they collaborated with a synthesist and did some really cool stuff like we were talking about earlier with um playing with microphone placements on different like percussion um instruments and things like that so um definitely gonna recommend that one again but um in general i think i've just had a really fun time this year exploring new um albums that have come out and people are still putting out very creative and fresh material i think that's why i chose marina airlop's album uh pripyat 
which uh, we may or may not include the uh, <laughs> the prologue in the beginning of this interview. But as we mentioned, a little bit of an unfortunate name to it. But um, this, there's a bit of a story how I discovered her. But um, just off the bat, I was trying to find a good way to like describe her music or this album. And uh, the best I could come up with is a virtuosic piano playing meets gent like trap beats uh oh yeah <laughs> i, I kind of see where you're going with that yeah. yeah um so i discovered her through a uh, shout out to wqxrs out in new york their uh new music radio uh they do a really good job at curating and stuff like that so i heard it on there one morning and that morning I heard it. I was like, oh, who is this? I'm like, okay, cool. And I listened to the whole album. I was like, oh, this is great. And on a whim, I was like, I wonder if she's touring or when she's coming through. And it was that night, actually, that she was in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's wild. <laughs> and I had an open night. So I went to go see her. I discovered her music and went to go see her live on the same day. Um, that's the way to do it. It was really cool. It was a very surreal experience, like a very... I don't know. Yeah, I've, I don't think I'll probably ever experience anything like that again. So really cool in that regard. Um, I hope to get her full time on the podcast sometime to talk about her stuff because um, you you listen to some of the music, right? Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah, com- I, was, I was able. I was actually able to listen to the whole album because you gave me like eight <laughs> hours of, of warning. So it's very like complex rhythmically and like you know all these like little bits and pieces. Um, she performs this all live by herself with like minimal uh, overdubbing. Um, Interesting. Uh, it's wild. It is absolutely wild. So is that like with a with a pad? Yeah. Then? So she like, has trigger. That... She has triggers and stuff to trigger things. But she's right. singing a lot of those lines and like sampling them live, and like she can just like hit these mo- the, like the most ridiculous high notes out of nowhere that I've ever seen. It's honestly some of the most virtuosic just performing I've ever seen in my life because she's also she is just like an incredibly virtuosic piano player. So she'll like be doing like very like Chopin-esque playing and then like singing on top of it. It's just, you know, it's this other world of like virtuosity. And then you throw in like her ability to manipulate like a digital audio workspace and create beats and stuff like that it's just it's out of this world honestly um and i i think like it's some of the freshest music i've heard in a while Thank you. 
It's the album Pripyat by Marina Erlop. H-E-R-L-O-P. Herlop, Erlop. I don't know if the H is... It would... She's Catalonian, maybe Erlop. I don't Erlop. know, Marina Erlop. I, look, I do not speak Spanish, <laughs> um, much less the Catalonian dialect yeah. Yeah. of Spanish. Um, right. But she's really good at music, so... Sure is. <laughs> listen to her. Yes, go check it out. Um, and, yeah, I'm trying to think of... I don't know, man. It's been a year. I'm, I'm trying to think about other... There's a bunch of, but... like, stuff that I think we've already covered that has come out that is worthy of this label, but we've already talked about it. So it feels weird to like go back to it and be like, yeah, this hugely popular album is probably like the album of the year, but you already know about it. So, right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have much else to say other than, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think our, our friend and, uh, common, common person, Sarah Bell Reed, uh, had a, mm-hmm. a couple singles released this year that were great. Um, but uh, that's the only other person that comes to mind. Caroline Shaw did a new mm-hmm. thing with, uh, was one was, was that with slow percussion? Am I remember, am I not getting my years mixed up? Is that the lamps? Yeah. <laughs> maybe i don't know lamps eggs it's hard to remember um yeah no it was was, oh no it was with the ataka quartet i'm so stupid um no that was just released like three months not even three months ago i don't think um no i was thinking of oh i had to let okay anyway that's really good. Evergreen, Caroline Shaw, Ataka Quartet. Okay. Very, very good. Go check that um, out. Long like history of work back and forth between those two. Um, so this is like the first thing they've like really like put out as a yeah like new as a together. Unit. So it's it's yeah. really I uh, big big ups to that. Go Hell listen yeah. to it. Buy it. Don't just listen to it. Give it a buy. Give them some money. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that I was that that's probably the other like shout out like sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh that's about it for me and sounds like for you. So yeah. we'll uh catch you next year. Stay tuned on this podcast for new and exciting things uh coming up and hopefully um we uh introduce some new music to you today. Hi everyone. I hope you're doing well and enjoying the holidays so far. This is Stephen Anthony Rawson, and today I've got a pair of favorite albums from 2022. First up is the album Ghost Song by Cecile McLaurin Salvant. If you don't know her work at all, you're in for a treat. There's so much to love about this album, from the wide-ranging expressiveness of Cecile's singing to the craft of her polystylistic approach to songwriting. And also, I'll add this overarching feeling of just joyful sincerity in the album's music making. Ghost Song presents a musical world filled with rich emotional lucidness. It also has this flow of energy that's very free and that ferries listeners across the album's diverse musical landscape. Through its eclecticism it achieves a narrative polyphony that I find unique to songwriting and in this album continually engaging. So let's listen to a pair of songs that are put together. This is Optimistic Voices and No Love Dying 
from the album Ghost Song by Cecile McLaurin Savant. You're out of the woods, you're out of the dark, you're out of the night. Step into the sun, step into the light. Keep straight ahead for the most glorious place on the face of the earth or the sky. Hold on to your hats, hold on to your hearts, hold on to your hopes. March up to that gate and bid it open. of the earth or the sky Hold on to your hats, hold on to your hearts Hold on to your hopes March it back, beat and bid it open You're out of the woods, you're out of the dark You're out of the night March up to that gate and bid it There's some doubt 
that's out about our love, but I won't let it be. pairing of songs. Go check out the album. I promise whatever you're expecting from what you just heard, you will be pleasantly wrong as I was. Next up is the album Evergreen by Carolyn Shaw and the Ataka Quartet. Evergreen is an album that I've been living with for a couple months. Um, In a sense, we're kind of like roommates, Um, but amid a recent relocation to Seattle, uh, we've also been traveling companions and city explorers. So, I've been having a lot of fun with this album. 
In particular, I'm drawn to the album's titular piece, The Evergreen. Within each new listening environment, new meanings and stories have arisen from my relationship to this work. Ancient and natural stories of growth, transformation, decay, organic systems of connectivity, but also worlds of deep forests of introspection harboring ecosystems of musical life with creatures we can hear, but also silent ones. And also these seemingly contradictory ideas come to mind when I listen, like compassionate chaos and idle necessity and ineffable simplicity. So the joy of this album, the credit goes to Carolyn Shaw, whose music to me has always felt like a warm and open invitation to breathe, to move, feel and commune with musical sound. This album feels like, you know, what I really like in an album, which is an opportunity for listeners to receive and re-receive, but also to give and re-give with each new listening. So let's listen to the first two movements of the evergreen. This is Moss and Stem by Carolyn Shaw, performed by the Ataka Quartet.
right. Thanks so much to Stephen Anthony Rawson and to Austin Williams and Matt Dosland. And uh, thanks to all three of them, too, for uh, the great music uh, this year in 2022. It was a really great year for Relevant Tones. Thanks to all of our listeners. A uh, really, really incredible year for, uh, for us here. We're looking forward to 2023. So let's return now to the album that I chose, which is What is American by Public Quartet. This album came out in June, and uh, the idea is that it traces its roots back to Dvorak's string quartet number 12, The American, which was inspired in a lot of ways by uh, music of black composers, by uh, indigenous American folk music. Dvorak came to this country for just about a year and a half or so to uh, teach at a uh, conservatory in New York City that no longer exists. Um, and uh, he taught there, and then he went out to Spillville, Iowa, where there was a Czech community, and he stayed there for several months. He played the organ in church, he brewed his own beer, and he wrote two really, really great pieces that have become quite famous, Symphony from the New World and the American String Quartet. And what Dvorak was telling American composers was pretty simple. He was saying, you have a wealth of material here between Native Americans and between Black Americans, between the people that are here, there's a ton of indigenous music that, uh, that you should be inspired by. Why are you looking to Europe for models when you've got so much great music here? And then he put his money where his mouth is, so to speak, or was, and uh, he incorporated a lot of these kinds of tunes um, into his own music. In fact, in the, uh, the Symphony from the New World, in the second movement, he wrote a, a, a spiritual that didn't exist before, but sounds very much like an African-American spiritual. Uh, so they, on this album, uh, they did some commissioning, like the piece that I'm featuring by B.J. Iyer, also another piece by Roscoe Mitchell and Oliver Wendell Holmes, and they did some arranging, Black Coffee by Tina Turner, some music by Ornette Coleman, all of the things that uh, Antonin Dvorak was interested in way back in the 19th century, they're kind of moving that forward with this album, What is American? So let's return. I'm going to play the rest of the piece, Dig the Say by V.J. Iyer. We're going to hear movement 2A, this thing together, movement 2B, up from the ground, and movement 3, to live tomorrow. Relevant Tones is a production of Access Contemporary Music. We are a nonprofit organization with the mission of bringing musical creativity to life every day. Find out more at acmusic.org. On behalf of Relevant Tones and for Austin, Stephen, Matt, and myself, Seth Bosted, thanks so much for listening.
Thank you. 